0: Good health is a crown worn by the healthy that only the ill can see. Your health really is your wealth. Join us for the next hour as we explore disease and attaining and maintaining good health. This is Dischem Medical Monday, brought to you by Dischem, pharmacists who care.
1: And good morning to you, I'm Cathy Kaila and welcome to the Dischem Medical Monday. I'm going to be your companion for the next hour. Today I'm talking about pain and pain management. Do you know that one in five people, it's estimated that one in five people globally suffer from chronic pain? That's 1.5 billion people. Crazy. If you've ever suffered from pain that, I don't know, perhaps uh, wasn't managed as it should be, perhaps you've needed surgery and pre-surgery, it can be absolutely intolerable. And it can bring your whole life to a standstill, right, I've got the best guest expert ever, we're going to be talking about pain, we're going to be talking about pain management, and I would like you to have access to him, so uh, before I even tell you who he is, let me give you the contact details, get in touch with me with any of your questions, you don't have to sign your name, you can send it anonymously, if you sign your name then I will read it, but if otherwise, just You know just uh, send a message if you've got any questions about pain and you can either send me an SMS on three four five one nine you can send a telegram if you have the app and that number is zero six one eight nine five one oh one nine or you can even give us a call and we are going to take calls this morning the number in studio is oh one oh one forty thirty twenty how easy is that to remember very right 01,01, oh, one, 40 30 20 so to discuss pain management we've invited from the pain clinic dr Percy Miller and uh, welcome dr. Miller how are you thanks
2: very much Kathy I'm fine I hope everybody no, else is no going. pain and not today. I'm fine. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Do pain doctors suffer with pain? Ever? Of course.
2: Really? Yeah, believe it or not, we suffer the same as everybody else. But, uh, you know, I don't want to sound arrogant, but touch wood, it hasn't hit me yet. Yet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so
1: so, so what, what I found quite interesting when I was going into this is that the older you get, the more likely it is that you're going to have pain.
2: Is that true? It's, it's true up to a point, Kathy, but, but it's not 100%. Well, nothing correlates and is 100% true. Chronic pain a state of mind and a state of personality and a lot depends in terms of the length of time with the chronicity of the pain how you deal with it and how the people around you deal with it So there's a tremendous personality and psychological thing which comes into it and that nullifies to a certain extent the age aspect so you can of course have people who are younger and who have a large amount of difficulty dealing with pain and of course you can have people who are the opposite they are older and somehow they manage to come by. It's not that they don't suffer and it's not that they don't have pain, but they somehow manage to transcend. And that's a funny word because nobody can give you a definition of what transcend really means, but they transcend their pain and they are functional. And of course, that's the important thing with chronic pain in general. It's one thing, sure, you've got the suffering, you are try and alleviate it. It's another thing to be functional in your life, in social integration, in your job uh, and, and, and all of the rest of this or dysfunctional and the dysfunction that chronic pain causes causes as much heartache or even more heartache than the actual pain what it does to your life in other words okay so we've got acute pain and we've got chronic pain right yes, correct
1: to explain to my five-year-old brain how does pain actually work physically so you take a, a you're going to prick my finger right you prick my finger what happens then that I actually feel pain with that
2: pinprick? Yeah, now, this is very important, and it's it's the correct question, I'm, if I may say. If you prick your finger or hurt yourself, the cells in the skin are, are designed, not only in the skin, but in all of the tissues, to transmit this almost like a telegraph to your brain. And it goes up the spinal cord to a major, what we call, relay station in the brain called the thalamus. And from the thalamus, it goes to the the uh, gray matter which covers our brains which allows us to think and act uh, as human beings and that leads not only to pain but to the emotionality of pain uh, the the use of the cortex and what we call the limbic system but now here is the point that's acute pain and it's painful and it's sore and the the very fact that it's acute means that it gets better goes away so it's not really a problem it's only a problem for the few days or weeks that you've got it it's not the thing which destroys the family or the patient or the patient's personality. Right, it goes away. It's a right. But yeah. when you get to chronic pain, yes. this is where things change because when you have chronic pain and it's going on and on, it's not getting better, let's say because the insult is continuing, which caused the, the, the telegraph to the brain anyway, you get a real functional change in the central nervous system. That's the brain and the spinal cord. It actually changes character and uh, design to make itself, in a sense, more sensitive and to make the pain more pervasive, maybe as a sort of survival mechanism, even as an evolutionary trait, this has happened. But the fact remains that there's the difference between chronic and acute pain is that in chronic pain, you actually change. You change the way the receptors and all these various little chemicals in the in the brain and the spinal cord are acting. You get never, a real physical change. I
1: never realized that neuro- yeah. neurologically they look different.
2: They are completely. That's incredible. Yeah. That's, that's why... Uh, they get it. That's, that's why with, with chronic pain, you get so sensitized that you can literally just touch your Let's say you have a sore finger or a sore hand. We had a patient like this recently. You can't touch her hand with the softest, slightest touch in the world. Because she is so sensitive, so high, what we call hyperalgesic yeah. or hyperpathic, that even now a little stimulus is reverberating like a sound in a room going on and on and okay, on. Okay, so how
1: much of that is in the mind?
2: very little that's that is uh, the other hormone if everybody used to say and people with chronic pain well i mean quite frankly they were unstable they said and mentally this and mentally that and it was their personalities of course you can get a damaged personality from chronic pain but the major change which takes place in pain is a very real thing which doesn't only happen in human beings and that's why we also know that the emotionality and the psychology of human beings plays a little part it happens in animals as well uh, there's a cruel experiment where you can take, let's say a rat, okay, which, is, which has got very little I'm not, I'm emotional <laughs> overture. Well, anything. And uh, you yeah. can tie a, a little stitch around what we call the sciatic nerve in the leg. Yeah. Now that's sore. Well, you know, if you wait for long enough, the rat destroys that leg. The rat doesn't have the psychology of you and me, but it can't handle chronic pain because every little touch of the leg of the rat is very, very, it's much sore than the ligature around the leg would suggest. And the rat quite literally eats up its own leg. Are we are we better at managing acute pain than chronic pain? Yes, but only because acute pain is so benign and self limited. So it's so time bound basically. Exactly. So so we can manage it and we can manage it very well, but even if you managed it very badly, acute pain gets better, let's say in spite of the patient sometimes yes. and in spite of the doctor. It just gets better. Okay. It's not the problem.
1: So then can we focus on chronic pain yes. today? Sure. Which is your backache. It's your long term injuries. It's that, it's that sort of. It's,
2: it's, you know, it's a motley collection of pathologies. For example, a very common one is a thing called shingles. I don't know if anybody's heard of shingles. Yes. It's a herpes infection that you can get from the air around you if your immunity is down. And if you have shingles and it's not treated properly, it becomes a chronic pain condition. It's 10, 12, 15 years of pain. Is, is that how long shingles last for? Well, it shouldn't if you treat it properly and correctly. But often it doesn't get treated. It gets misdiagnosed. People think it's a rash or whatever is the situation or it's not serious. And before you know it, that whole relay board in the nerve, which is called a ganglion, it's like the switchboard which controls sensory function and, and pain sensation in the nerve. It's called the ganglion. That gets sensitized and the whole switchboard st- uh, uh, starts yeah, short circuiting, I was going to oh. say. Lights up is actually better. Yeah. Uh, it starts uh, short-circuiting and lights up. And now you've got 10 years of pain. And it's a devil of a job to beat it. So you can, even though the shingles have, have, gone, have, yeah, gone, you have can, gone, they yeah. can leave you yeah. with pain. Yeah, yeah. That, that is why, uh, you know, you mentioned back pain. The, uh, the whole point is if you have, let's say, a, a lumbar disc which has popped out and is squashing the nerve, compressing the nerve, if you treat the lumbar disc too late, the patient doesn't stop complaining. It's, there's a time-related effort to getting rid of this problem before it becomes a permanent nerve damage chronic problem.
1: That's so interesting. So even mm. though you get ri- you can get, get rid, rid of, of the, the source of the pain, yeah. you can still be left with the pain. You
2: are, because remember what I said, you've got a functionally changed nervous system. It's never the same again, that nervous system.
1: Okay, so can we talk about the way that different pains are treated? I mean, you know, sure. if, if it's a lumbar backache, as you, the example, using the example that you gave, sure it might need surgery right yeah so you have the surgery and you know let's go here that it got the optimal result and the back pain is gone right your problem is sorted sure what happens if it's not sorted because sometimes people have to go back again and again and again I've, I've got a, a friend and a colleague who has who has chronic pain all the time and you know every every like six weeks he's having surgery
2: yeah, well, you, you see, I, okay, that's the, I don't know the specific details, but in general, if you continue to have surgery on top of a chronic pain and the surgery doesn't work, and you've only got really one chance, yeah. uh, it's almost like a bullfight. You've got one chance to beat this, and that's the end of it. Then, generally, the more surgery you do, often the worse the thing gets. You see, we don't really go for surgery in the beginning. If we've got, let's say, a failed back, we call it a failed spine, chronic failed spine, we start them on what we call neuropathic prophylactic painkillers now these are different from ordinary tablets that you and me know as painkillers that you can get from the chemist they're not anti-inflammatories we're not dealing with stope pain or over-the-counter medications we're talking about specific medications which are available which only stop sore burning nerves or the sore burning central nervous system from hurting
1: would i've heard of any of these names
2: you might have for example a, a prototype one is called lyrica yeah. Another is called Tegretol. Many mood elevators or mood stabilizers or muscle relaxants Tegretol also blockers. used in, in Epilep- epilepsy. Yes, correct. That's what I'm saying. Or anti epileptics or beta blockers. That's for use for the heart originally. Yeah, beta blockers. For oh, so you're actually using mass. them off label? Uh, they're not off label anymore. Oh. Now they are actually labeled. For example, uh, t- a beta blocker like Inderil. Which started life off treating heart and blood pressure. Today is very little used for that because they've got better drugs. Today you might use beta blockers and indral much more to treat migraine, because they found that it treats migraine beautifully. And lyrica, uh, sorry, not lyrica so much, but tegretol, which started off you quite right. Every, every 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 person with epilepsy in the 50s and the 60s last was was on tegretol. Today people won't use tegretol very often for seizures, because there are much more better efficacious, even not as expensive drugs with much less side effects than tegretol but tegretol today is used for very specific kinds of pain there's a pain called trigeminal neuralgia it's a lancinating electric shooting pain in the face what's Uh, a
1: lancinating what does it mean lancinating means it
2: comes and goes like this Yeah, whoop gone whoop gone now this is one of the worst pains mankind known in the old days before treatment people literally there was a high suicide rate they jumped off buildings oh my gosh it's very bad you got it in your face and you can't talk you can't touch your face and you can't eat because these trigger the pain so so you can always tell a trigeminal neuralgia because they come to you and they won't talk they say oh my name is they don't want to open their mouth they don't want you to touch them they've got their hands in front of their face now one of the ways you can treat trigeminal neuralgia very successfully is with surgery But the surgery is in the middle of the brain, so it's got its complications. And and who wants to have an operation in the brain if you can avoid it? Today, you use drugs like Tegretol and Lyrica and uh, some of the other drugs. And um, about one third to one, say 40%, don't ever need to have any treatment, injections, operations or anything else. They stay on the tablet until the pain goes away. Sometimes it comes back and you go back to the tablet again. Absolutely fascinating. So it's a well-known uh, illness, trigeminal uralgia is called, or tic douloureux. That's the fancy tic douloureux. Yeah, French. Yeah. yeah, dolor pain. And a uh, tic, they they often get a, a, a jump in the face. Gosh. As the pain hits them. Okay, so the
1: technology yeah. definitely helping, in the yeah. more we know about well, medication. we
2: know what the cause is of, yeah. of this pain. It's a little blood vessel, almost microscopic, sitting on what we call the fifth nerve to the face. And the surgery is to remove the blood vessel. But today you don't have to do that. You often control it with tablets, or with a very special injection where you just burn the little switchboard of the nerve, that thing called the ganglion. Just
1: like cauterize it. Basically. You cauterize
2: it. In, you can do it in the face, yeah, because that's where the ganglion is sitting. You can actually cauterize it and burn it. So would you l- use laser with it? You, we use radio frequency You could do it with Radiate, laser. And others. Yeah. We use radio frequency because the current is precisely controlled. Uh, you can literally say, "I'm going to make the current for the ganglion 75 degrees." for 30 seconds and you switch the machine on there are many machines today in commercial uh, they're expensive but the, the nursing homes and the hospitals buy them and uh, you can control your current and you can control the burn until that patient just has a slightly numb face they, they mustn't get a fully numb face nobody wants to live also with a fully numb face sure. and gum and teeth where they can't eat you know can't feel the food sure. so you give them a slight numbing of the face it's so so you do it actually awake the burn you give them a kind of local anesthetic you may have to give them a little bit of sedation, but you do it awake. And uh, they get a very slightly, slightly numb face. Then you know you've done the lesion.
1: That's now, incredible.
2: It's, it's very good. A certain percentage recur, and you warn the patient that a certain percentage can recur in five years. And if necessary, you do it again. It takes You 20, know what I'm minutes. loving
1: about hearing this is that yeah. this is, in my mind, I mean, I, I see the statistics about, yeah. you know, the opioid addictions, that are, it's a global, it is, it is terrifying what is no. happening. Yeah. And, you know, when you're looking at fentanyl and you're looking at all these really, really dangerous drugs, and there are some drugs that you're addicted from, and I'm talking mm. about pharmaceuticals. Yeah. You're addicted from the first go, so. well, depending on your, obviously your, your own biochemistry. Yeah. So a physical solution that will take you off the drugs is a better, in the long term, and that's what I love about what you're saying. I'm Kathy yeah. Kayla. This is Diskem Medical Monday. My guest this morning is neurosurgeon Dr. Percy Miller. He's from the pain clinic. And we're talking about pain and pain management. If you have any questions, give us a call. You can speak to Dr. P- Dr. Miller. Uh, you'd be very happy to yeah, speak no to, problem. to our listeners, no, right? Of course. Of course. There's no <laughs> or problem. Or you're welcome to send me a text. Yeah, no if problem. you sign your name, I'll read it. If you don't sign your name... I'll take it as anonymous. And this is how you get in touch. You can send me an SMS, a text on 34519. You can, if you have te- the Telegram app, you can send me a text there as well, or a voice note, and that number is 061-895-1019, or you can call us here in studio, and that number is 101 20. Easy to remember, 0101. 01-40-30-20. My guest is Dr. Percy Miller, neurosurgeon, and we're talking about pain management.
0: This is Medical Monday brought to you with compliments of Dischem, pharmacists who care.
1: <laughs> I'm Kathy Kayla and this is Dischem Medical Monday. Thank you very much for joining me this morning. It is the 20th. Whew, how did we get here? It's the 20th of June, 2022. We are live this morning, so you've got any question about pain management? Do you suffer from pain? How do you manage your pain? Do you do exercises? How, do you, how are you managing your pain? You know, give us, well, I'd, I'd be interested to know, you know, what's working for you? What medications, do you, do you look for a medical or medication solution, or are you looking at lifestyle? Does that help? You know, have you tried hypnotherapy? to deal with pain. I know some people that have tried hypnotherapy, depending obviously on the type of pain. That's that's important to know. Acupuncture, have you tried that? I'd be very interested to hear from you. My guest this morning is Dr. Percy Miller. He's a neurosurgeon and he is from the pain clinic. Any questions you have, get in touch. And uh, where else are you going to have this opportunity, right? So you can get in touch with us here in studio. You can either send a text message on 34519. You can also send a text message on the Telegram app if you have that. And that number is 061-895-1019. Or you can give us a call. And that number is 010140. 30, 20, I'd really be interested to know how you are uh, managing your pain because it is estimated that globally one in five people mm. suffer with pain. That's 1.5 billion people. That's a lot of people in pain, and it has to be managed. Let's, Dr. Miller, I'd like to just talk to you firstly about using medications. What are the different groups of medications that one would use to treat pain so you know i've I've heard the term
2: opioids how do opioids work and what are the other groups okay The, the best way kathy to do this is to say what don't you use to treat chronic pain now you see again for acute pain it doesn't matter what you use that works because you're only going to take it maybe a week maybe two weeks problem is if you use opioids or semi-opioids or semi-narcotics. And now, remember, many of them you can get over the counter in this country yeah. for reasons that nobody uh, really understands. Because you go, not for example, in Australia, just wander in and buy something which has got codeine and things, in, you know, things like that. In sure. you know, this country, you can get it. You never touch those things for chronic pain because once you take it for long enough or in high enough dosages, when it wears off from your bloodstream, every time you don't take the medication, you get what is called an analgesic withdrawal effect or rebound effect it actually makes the pain worse in the long run that's very important it's not that they are not better with the pain but if they've used the stuff for long enough their perception of pain in the medium term and the long term is worse they get they get worse they get a bigger headache they get it whatever the pain is if it's in the shoulder it's a bigger pain by the time they've used opioids semi-narcotics for two months three months six months nine months one the other day, seven years, hmm. eight a day. Wow. Tra- tremel, tramadol. You know, um, you know, by the time you try and stop the tramadol, you're now fighting a, a, a war in a second front. It's not just the pain war, you're fighting an addiction war as well. And just remember, it's, it's, it's almost like, you know, when you drink coffee and you have five cups of coffee a day and you don't have coffee for one or two days, you get a headache. Yes. Yeah, because the coffee, the, yeah, the withdrawal. This is a much bigger <laughs> withdrawal. And that's one of the major things which stops uh, proper chronic pain treatment. That people erroneously, uh, I don't think it's anybody's fault, people are just trying to help, go on to uh, these narcotics, semi-narcotics, opioids, and um, their pain is worse than ever before by the time they've had it for weeks and months and months and years. And uh, you've got a different, it's a different issue. You've now changed the war. So So that's what you don't use ever. What I'm also hearing
1: you say is that part of the pain is anticipating the pain
2: that's going to come. Yeah. Yeah. It anticipates the pain and the pain is that comes you see is actually very real because we've got receptors in the brain which are looking for opioids like morphine and things like this. Now, if you don't give these receptors once they're used to it, these receptors can either upregulate and or downregulate and that changes their sensitivity. If you don't give the receptor the morphine it's looking for, it makes pain in the body real pain it doesn't do it maliciously the brain is not maliciously saying i'm going to make you suffer you didn't give me more food it's just that that's how biology and biochemistry works they make more pain so part of the pain is anticipation but part of the pain is real it's a bigger smack of pain when you've been using narcotics and, and the epidemic is awful it's not so much in this country it is but but Obuses, you know in america it's well you know in america now are they heading for uh, not hundreds of thousands millions Now, they don't seem to be able to stop it, you know, just to digress for a minute. Because what they do is they get hold of many of these companies which have started the ball rolling. And they have settlements against these companies of millions and billions of dollars. But, of course, the companies, I don't think they actually touch sides in a funny kind of way, you know, profit wise, because they do so well. So the thing carries on. It's a juggernaut. It's like it's. Yeah, you know, I, I don't. To but what's so interesting
1: about that? I mean, <laughs> if we're going to talk you know. about this, let's talk about it. Yeah. You know, you've got you've got methadone, right? Which yeah. is highly addictive su- substance, and it yeah. is also one of the things that is used to treat pain. A lot of people go into methadone, become addicted very, very quickly, yeah. and rather than getting off the addictive substance, they have methadone clinics yeah. in the United States, sure. where you can go and get your treatment. Yes, Your methadone but, treatment
2: Yes, but Kathy, It's it's not it's not first prize It's second prize Because first what prize they're saying First prize is not saying, to have pain, surely Well, the first prize is if not to have pain and The second prize is not to be addicted to anything yes. When you give you methadone What they're saying is I'd rather have you addicted to methadone Than to heroin or morphine or opium sure. or Or some other drug They're just saying that methadone is better to be hooked on But you're going to be problem If you're of addicted course, to something course. That's why it's not at all first or second prize This is the best that they can do with what they've got.
1: Do we use methadone here in South Africa? Yeah,
2: they, 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 not for, for chronic pain and things like that. What do we use? But for, it for people with addiction, you know, so the, 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 the drug rehabilitation yes. houses in South Africa. Yes. Uh, of which there are some in Johannesburg, quite quite a few, they uh, use methadone. And, so we and don't use like it said. to treat
1: pain in this country?
2: No, you, you won't use it to treat pain in this country. And, and you, you, you shouldn't because, as we've just said, it's merely another form of addiction, just more preferable than the rest.
1: Yeah, we don't have to it's go almost, the same route as the yeah, United it's States. It's almost
2: like saying uh, you shouldn't be addicted to Lucky Strike cigarettes because they're too strong. So the next best thing I can do is I'll addict you to Peter Stuyvesant. It's still Peter Stuyvesant. It's still a cigarette. It's just better than Lucky Strike.
1: Okay, I've got you a better, get your got a better analogy. Okay, so <laughs> yeah. a smoker is addicted to nicotine. Yeah. The cigarette is just a delivery system. Yeah. But you will always be vulnerable to smoking cigarettes, even if you're getting your nicotine through patches or yeah, through yeah, other ways yeah. that people get their yeah. nicotine delivery.
2: Yeah. And, and that brings you right down to the thing of Relapse. You know, we slightly off the subject, of course, but, no, but it's important. It's vulnerable. Yeah. You know, uh, the relapse rate for people on opioids and, and, and is tremendously high. They, they uh, unfortunately get uh, some sort of physical, psychological, or emotional distress problem. It's very easy to go back. Because at least in the beginning when you use it, you get a euphoria with it. You see, you get a euphoria. It blunts. Your, it blunts. Maybe not even physical pain, but it blunts your psychological pain, your psychic pain, whatever situation in life you're in. So it's very easy to relapse, recidivism, very easy. How
1: often do you prescribe opioids?
2: Hardly at all. For acute pain, don't mind, Uh, you know, or for post-op pain and things like that because that's safe. But for chronic pain, You're talking about like one or
1: two days and that's not... Not
2: even more, even more. Seven, ten days is fine. Uh, You're not going to uh, convert somebody into uh and And you know yeah yeah yeah. you know not in seven or 10 days or even 12 days but really we see people and they've been on it for months and months and months and it should never have started like it just should never happen but you see there's a lack of education unfortunately there's a lack of education and i i I don't quite know how to solve this problem because i've been looking at for 30 years and it's, it's not a solvable problem that i can see
1: do you suffer with pain? I'd love to know how you manage your pain. Are you looking at, you know, a holistic approach? Are you looking at lifestyle changes? Have you looked at, you know, different things to bring into your life beyond medication and prescriptions that is enabling you to get on top of your pain? Have you tried hypnosis? Have you tried acupuncture? How does it work for you? And uh, how are you managing your pain? I'd be very interested to know. You can get in touch with me. 34519 is the text line. Or zero six five, No, 61 mm-hmm. on Telegram. You're also welcome to give us a call. And you can speak to Dr. Miller. And the number in studio is 0101-40-30-20. 01 01 Isn't that easy? It's almost like a song. 101 <laughs> 01 40, 30, <laughs> 20 uh, message coming through uh, thank you so much unsigned says uh, hi Kathy a friend of mine has developed a very very high blood pressure from the stress of trying to walk with arthritis and she lives on anti-inflammatories let's talk about anti-inflammatories thank you so much for your message
2: uh, let's talk about anti-inflammatories are they yeah. good or they bad they're good because there's no doubt they're effective for pain and they're effective on a long term basis the problem with anti-inflammatories is that some of the side effects can be very dangerous, particularly on a long-term basis. Everybody knows about the gastritis. No, I don't uh, know about gastritis. Well, a lot of people do. You know, they know gastritis? That it, it, makes, it burns a nice I little hole in your tummy or makes a little ulcer, or many little ulcers and bleeding points. So, oh, for gosh. example, you shouldn't be on anti-inflammatories if you're on blood thinners, because then the little bleeding points in your tummy can become big bleeding points right. if you're taking blood thinners. Right. But anti-inflammatories can hurt your kidneys, particularly if you kind of got borderline you know, kidney function uh, changes and things like that. And some of them, and one or two have been withdrawn from the market years ago, actually p- increased the risk of heart attacks. And, uh, you know, they even say strokes. So they had vascular effects. So the problem with anti-inflammatories is, yes, they're effective. Many people swear by them, and, and they do do the job. short term. But, but uh, a lot of people are on it long term, yeah. but some suffer. Some pay the price. And, and so it's not good for everybody. So I try not to do that. I try and treat them rather on, as I say, the neuropathic uh, painkillers, if we can, the things I mentioned before, which can still work for arthritis. Because if you take a neuropathic prophylactic painkiller, you can take it for 40 years. There's no addiction effect and there's no dangerous side effect in the sense that it's going to kill your liver or your kidneys or your, or your tummy. Uh, it may give you irritating side effects like being dry-mouthed, being maybe sleepy or too drowsy, you know, things like that. But you can always adjust those things by changing the dose or the type of tablet. You're not going to get lethal or dangerous or addictive side effects. So even now, try and stay away from anti-inflammatories.
1: Okay, so those are some of the ones that you mentioned earlier, um, the yeah. neuropathic prophylactics, yeah. which are like the, like the Tegretol. and Yeah. Okay. You
2: see, even the mood elevators work beautifully. Now, people don't want to take them because, so I always have to explain to people, I'm not giving you this because you're depressed. You know, I always tell the patient, I'm not giving you uh, one of the ones that we really use, a thing called SimGen or SimBalta. Um, It's just got this wonderful pain effect, not because of the depression. It's just got its own effect. And I always have to say to them, I'm not giving this to you for depression, so don't feel bad because people feel bad when they take things, you know, mood elevators uh, to them and sometimes often a mark of shame, unfortunately. So I always have to tell them, you know, don't do this. I'm I'm not giving you this because... uh, you're depressed i'm giving you this because it's great for your pain right and then i can normally if i explain to them i can get them to take it and they won't feel bad
1: very interesting you know uh,
2: or, or, or or like they are they won't have this opprobrium and disapproval from the family and the friends and the relatives that they're now taking Look, it also also works the other way around. Mm.
1: I mean, um, I've spoken to experts who explain to me that depression is actually inflammation in your brain.
2: Mm. It's biochemical, yeah, yeah. It's
1: biochemical, right? But depression can be caused, can also be caused by pain. Yeah, very definitely. If you're living with pain.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Very definitely. It's a vicious cycle in the end. uh. Depression makes pain, real pain again, because it worsens your perception of whatever pain you've got in your body. So that the pain is a bigger burden. And, of course, pain worsens depression. So you've got this awful w- vicious cycle. The one wor- worsens the other, and the, the other worsens cycle. the pain.
1: cycle. Terrible. Yeah. Terrible. Yeah. My guest this morning is Dr. Percy Miller. He's a neurosurgeon at the pain clinic. We're talking about pain, about pain management. What do you do to manage your pain if you suffer from pain? There's a, I've got a 20% chance of being correct that you do suffer from pain because one in five people, it's estimated, suffer from pain. You can get in touch, 34519, it's a text line, or 61 on Telegram. Otherwise, you can give us a call, 101 Let's go to the lines now. Good morning.
0: Hi, it's Michael here. How
1: are you? Well, thanks. How are you, Michael? I
0: uh, wish I was well, but anyhow.
1: Uh, oh, gosh, I'm so like sorry. To... You've got questions for Dr. Miller?
0: Yes, I have. Sure. I have. Can, okay, so, so Dr. Millett's, um I have a sacral codoma. Yeah. And it's cancer of the lower spine. Yeah. And I've had radiation, I've had surgery, I've had everything and it's come back. Yeah. And the problem is that as it gets bigger, it's wrapped around all the nerves of the lower spine. Yeah. And it's pushing against the bowels and the bladder. Yeah. And it's also moved across to the, to the one lung. Yeah. And the pain that it causes is horrific.
2: Sure. Sure.
0: So I'm on um, Simgen, 120 milligrams a day.
2: Yeah.
0: Plexa, um, um, 100 milligrams between one to three times a day.
2: Yeah. Epilem. Um,
0: Epilem. Epi, Epilem Epi, Epi, 400, four, uh, 400 milligrams four times a day. Um, Tremadol, 50 milligrams three times a day. That's basically the medication and most times it doesn't touch sides
2: yeah Mike um, you know um, firstly the, the medicines can still be rationalized out there's a lot there that you're not mentioning which can be used for pain okay, okay. Uh, I don't think Perlexa and tramadol and I understand that you run it and I understand it your doc is probably in a, uh, a pretty Ecologist difficult uh, state yes your oncologist um, but there's a lot better you can maybe do on medication for pain control. Many you're not mentioning, besides the Cymbalta, the the, the and the and the epilazine or the epilim that you're using. But you may need more physical type things done for pain. For example, today there are things all the way from spinal cord stimulators to different forms of physical treatment. And some of them are surgical and uh okay. you, know, you don't wanna you don't wanna like off, recommend to somebody uh, let's say, likely or, or casually surgery. But, you know, you may be approaching that stage, not talking about surgery, about the cordoma, removing or extirpating the cordoma for you, talking about pain control for the cordoma. The there are not, surgical things um, which can be tried.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You see, so so I, I think you should see somebody, uh, maybe not me, but somebody else who does this. There are plenty of people. And you should consider a whole lot of extra things besides just the two common ones, the Cymbalta and the Epilazine. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. There, there, are some options. Are you, alternatives. But are you
0: based at Johnny Gordon? The, the pain clinic?
2: No, 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 no. We're at the Centre for Advanced Medicine. Yeah. Medicine Centre for Advanced, in, Advanced in, Medicine in Waverly. In, Waverley. in, in Waverley. I don't know if I can just say that. You know. No, it's the, a pain the, clinic. The, okay. Yeah. So, okay. so you're welcome to you know look it up and I'm welcome it. You're welcome to see me try and best to try and help your problem. Uh, I like, do you have
0: an appointment on Thursday with a with a neurosurgeon.
2: No, well, I mean, look, keep that. Again, I'm not saying you, you mustn't do that. Uh, you know, unfortunately, with your kind of thing, nobody must give you uh, lightheartedly little guarantees that they'll get rid of your thing or anything like that. But people must try their best to solve your problem. So see the neurosurgeon. If you can't or there's a problem or they can't, uh, you're welcome to see me. We can always uh,
0: make a... Because the moment hand. every neurosurgeon so far has turned me down to see C- the human. It big, big problem trying to find Why? a neurosurgeon. Why? Because, because the Kodoma very few people know about
2: it Yeah, no, but I've got a lot um, of experience with cordomas but that's not the point you're not coming to see me okay. to extirpate the cordoma okay. uh, as you say you've had the surgery and the radiation etc but you're coming because you've got something over and above the cordoma you've got the pain from the cordoma and that's what you're yes. complaining about well that, we wouldn't turn he you down of course we'd see you for that Okay. it's, it's not incorrect so, if they turn I'll you down for that it's wrong Okay.
1: Michael I wish you a
0: refresh Lame. I can actually much. hear Thank the pain you. appreciate in your voice
1: Really, a speedy recovery. Much. God bless. Thanks for the Thank call. You. Take At care. At the end, will mm-hmm. you give
0: the doctor's phone number on, like you do or put on your on your webpage?
1: Yes, we will give the number. Thank you We will you very give the much. number for his offer. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Take care, Michael. If you would like to give us a call, you're welcome to 01 40 30 20. You can speak to my guest. He's a neurosurgeon. His name is Dr. Percy Miller. Lots of messages coming in. I'm not sure why they were all delayed. But uh, can we get to some of the messages, sure. Doctor Miller? You okay? Mm. <laughs> that. I'm fine. Okay, so uh, Trevor, hi Trevor. He says good morning, Kathy. Trevor from Sandringham here. Over 20 years ago, I wrecked my right ankle in a mot- my right ankle, ankle. Yeah. in a motor accident. I developed complex regional pain syndrome on my right foot, despite the pain from the ankle injury. So, what is that? Is that like a referred pain?
2: This no. This is this. Very severe example of the short-circuiting. Yes, and I mentioned this is the kind of thing which maybe Trevor can tell you where, where the 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 circuit is so messed up the wiring now yes. the switchboard that again if you touch his leg or maybe put it in cold water or something, he's jumping around and maybe screaming in pain.
1: Oh my gosh! A that's, complex it regional sounds like crips. Sort of, very
2: well known. But a friend um, of
1: mine's child had Crips and also yes, yes, couldn't touch
2: touch yeah, touch yeah. the skin. There's only one thing here that one of the things that we can really uh, treat well nowadays. Is complex regional pain syndrome. It goes by the thing CRPS, which is the same Crips. as CRIPS, Yes, Crips. Right, there uh, so go. CRPS, the two types, and both of them we can, most uh, medicine, modern medicine can do pretty well yeah. with that kind of pain.
1: Trevor's message goes on to say yeah. eventually that his ankle was replaced. The pain from both continues unabated.
2: It, it will because it's not related to, to what you do to the ankle. It's, re, it's, it's
1: rewired your, your, it's, neur- your You're neurons. rewired
2: in the spinal cord. Yes. You're not rewired in the ankle. So what could Trevor no. do?
1: I mean, is again, there, is you there you a to so.
2: this? There's, a, oh, there's, again, many tablets which can be used for this. Uh, we found recently lamictin. Again, that's another anti-epileptic. It works beautifully for CRPS pain. Is it addictive? No, because I won't. No, no. These are part of this, what I call the neuropathic prophylactic that I mentioned to you earlier. Yeah. So uh, there's that. Um, one of the treatments which works is a, a thing where you cut just the pain nerve to the leg. It's called a sympathectomy. Yes. Or you can burn the nerve or you can even inject stuff to eat up that nerve. And they, they get a bit of a, Redder, slightly more swollen leg, for example. But their pain often goes with CRPS. If you do a sympathectomy, it's called a sympathectomy. And it's, it's not an operation which is crippling in the sense of you're not getting rid of the nerve which moves the leg or which makes the leg feel. Just the pain nerve.
1: What are the side effects of that? Aside from the slightly off... You Red,
2: know, redder leg. Um, How much think, redder? A little bit. Not, not bad, mostly. A redder leg and um, a slightly swollen leg. If you did it on both sides of the sympathetic, then you can get lots of bad side effects, including impotence and things like that. But if you do it on one side, there's no problem. And uh, you know, when you get a CRPS, it's normally unilateral. And, and if it's how, in the arm or the leg, and, and how
1: the, and how much feeling are we going to lose in that? You don't leg? lose. You don't lose. You any don't place. lose it's feeling Not in motor the leg. Or
2: sensory nerve. You're not touching the spinal nerves, motor sensory. Nerve. You're touching the sympathetic nerves, which amongst the other functions. Increase blood supply to the leg. That's why it gets a bit redder and hotter, and it stops the pain. Amazing. But even then, I'm I'm not advocating that somebody have a sympathectomy straight away. I'm saying there are tablets like Lamictin and other things which, which are can solve the problem. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not saying you must go for a sympathectomy. But one thing I can tell you, if you if you just replace the ankle for that reason for pain, uh, you're not going to get very far. Uh, can I can I give you another example, Ken? Just quickly. There are people who get a paraplegic, and as part of the because they have a spinal cord injury. And as part of the paraplegia, they get tremendous pain in the legs. And they always want their legs amputated because they've got pain in the legs. And they don't understand sometimes. You could amputate the legs, which they can't feel or move. That's anyhow. phantom
1: pain. You get phantom pain, it's, it's, right?
2: it's like a phantom pain. And they will still have the same pain. And there are people who, because most doctors, responsible ones, will explain and won't do it. We, we have a patient who lay down on the railway tracks and did the thing to himself with the legs. Gosh. So he's still got the pain. Because it's in the spinal cord up here where your injury is. It's not in the leg or the ankle.
1: Yeah. We've hit a nerve, I have to say, and excuse the pun. (laughs) But uh, I'm going to get to all the messages because I see I don't want to run out of time. Uh, My guest this morning is Dr. Percy Miller. He's a neurosurgeon. He practices at the pain clinic at the Center for Advanced Medicine in Waverley. And if you want to get in touch, you want to send through a message, now's the time to do it because when I get through all the messages, I'm, I'm going to try and get through all of them, and this is how you get in touch: three four five one nine is the text line, or zero six one eight nine five one zero one nine. If you want to give us a call, we are going to take calls as well, and the studio number is zero one zero one forty thirty twenty. It's up to you whether you give us your name or not. So uh, give us a call if you have any questions. A message that's come through uh, from Unsciences: Hi, Kathy, I suffer from chronic lower back and right knee pain mm. all the time sometimes i can't walk on the knee i was told at the age of 73 that i had to uh, that i had scoliosis i had a bad fall as a young woman down steep stairs and convinced that that's the issue but i get a different story every time i approach someone my knee uh, my knee is the result of several falls on that knee i Exercise, uh, I exercise or I mm. cycle through the pain until it diminishes enough that I can cope and am glu- gluten intolerant. I take I to take collagen. Is there anything that you, that you mm. could do for her?
2: I, I don't have a diagnosis. I, well, I, I mean, I obviously, it's, it's not yeah. fair to ask you to I, diagnose. I, yeah, I, I don't know. You know, there's so many causes of knee pain and yeah. back pain. It's not even clear that if the two are related. She's not actually saying, Is "Is the back come with the knee? Does the knee come separate from the back? You know, I'm not sure here. Yeah. Well, she says it
1: was scoliosis. It was diagnosed scoliosis. It's unlikely
2: to be scoliosis on its own. There's something else. Scoliosis can give you a backache, but it's normally a reasonably lowish grade backache. Yeah. Particularly at this age. Okay. Particularly at this age. So there's something else. And I don't know if the two are coming together. Because, you know, there's a part of the spine called L3 and L4, and it gives you knee pain. You can have back pain and knee pain if somebody hurts L3, L4. Not necessarily with scoliosis, but with other illnesses in that area. So I'm not sure. You, you see, her information is not giving us relevance here. Like the gluten thing and the collagen is not really. It's not pertinent. Yeah, it's not pertinent. Yeah. That's it. Right. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah, it's not pertinent. Is, is
1: there a way to identify whether something, whether pain is coming from the actual source of the pain versus a referred
2: pain? Yeah. yeah.
1: How do you identify?
2: The first thing is a good history. Yes. And it takes a half an hour, 40 minutes to get a good history. The second thing is a good examination. And the third thing is you do the relevant investigations. And the fourth thing is if you can't make a diagnosis, you don't give up and say, I'm sorry, I can't help you. You know, and hit the road. You say, I'm going to try something else. I'm going to look. I'm going to try the best I can. The whole problem with chronic pain... Because I think, unfortunately, doctors don't want to get involved with the personalities of the people. Is you don't give up. You keep fighting. The doctor I'm talking about, not the patient. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what's important.
1: There you go. Because you're worth it, damn it.
2: You (laughs) fight it, yes. Like the famous ads, Jane Fonda ads.
1: Another message coming (laughs) through says, uh, can you ask Dr. Miller, what safe painkillers are you advising for arthritis instead of anti-inflammatories? That's a
2: great question. Thank yeah, you so much. Yeah, that, that is a great question. Again, the ones that I mentioned, like the neuropathic prophylactic pain control, have got a tremendous effect on arthritis and still safer than the anti-inflammatory. As I said, they're pretty safe, etc. Some of the best drugs now for arthritis are, and this is a heartache in this country, but not only in this country, are now what they call the biological agents. They work beautifully for arthritis, but many of the medical aids won't pay for them and they cost thousands. Yes, that is a very sad thing in this country. Why won't they?
1: Why won't they pay for it? It's
2: an economic, financial issue. Yeah. There's a tab, for example, for spinal, what they call spondylarthritis, called uh, uh, yeah. I should mention cosentix. It's just a very big problem to get cosentix, to get your medical aid to pay, and an ordinary person can't afford it every month. And these now are literally the be all and the end all, the biologicals of you know I'm, I'm really going far in, it's not the future it's yeah, all over the world and it's not just biologicals for for pain it's, it's for everything the biologicals are coming out and you've got to fight this retrogressive action against the medical aids at this point in time they won't cover it or they won't cover it for long and you need it every month so it's, it's a big problem but the neuropathic prophylactic painkillers, injections into the sore joints work very well Yep. Although you have to repeat them after four or six months, but they work very well. There are many ways that you can control. Yeah, often people need pain.
1: surgery, and instead of having well, the surgery for whatever reason they can't have it, they go for injections or whatever it is well, on a y- monthly y- basis. Y- but what a way to live!
2: Well, you see, the surgery in, in, in terms of arthritic bad joints also works very well. For example, a hip joint replacement, a knee joint replacement, well done. Yeah. But, yeah, but they do very well. Yeah, you take away their pain, shoulders as well.
1: Knee replacements. Knee,
2: hip, shoulder work very well. I've got very little experience with seeing patients who've had, you know, the finger joints done and the elbow joints. I I can't really talk about those, Or even that patient, Trevor, got the ankle joint. Yeah. If you talk about arthritic pain for ankle joint, which he didn't have, he had something else. But the thing is that I know that hips and knees and shoulders do beautifully. And certain spines do. Because after all, uh, what they call spondylosis, which is what 90% of the spinal pain is about, is a fancy form of arthritis. You have joints in the spine and they hurt.
1: So if, you've, if you know that a surgery has a very, very high success rate, yeah. should that be your first option? No, no, no. Surgery no. should never be your first option? No,
2: because, because um, every operation has is accomp- is, is got the potential to have complications and risks accompanying it, number one. And number two, remember that if you get a, risk, if you get a problem in an operation, you can't undo it. You can't go back. You can always have an operation in five months' time if you think, I really can't control my pain. Once you've had the op, you can't say, I didn't like the result or I didn't like the complication. Take it back. Nobody can take it back. You see what I always say to patients, and this is very important, and I'm, doctors don't say this. Let's say there's a complication rate of 1% for an operation. If you are the 1% who gets the complication, for you it's 100%. Right. It's not 1. It's 100
1: Uh, Just one last question before we wrap up. How's uh, how's this? This is very interesting. From time to time, I suffer pain in my knees. The pain gets so bad that I can hardly walk or turn in my bed. That's terrible. Uh, As soon as I cut out nightshade, so nightshade Mm. plants, that would be like tomatoes. Yeah, and belladonna, yeah, Yeah, yeah. those kind of things. Right, as soon as I cut out nightshade, dairy, and wheat, yeah it's obviously gets better and that's from isabella thanks isabel or yeah
2: isabella. that's interesting i must say it I'd is
1: interesting so so diet do you think that yeah you know what role can diet can no, oh, it, have of on pain it,
2: it, because it's got diet well, and joint gut. metabolism yes and things like that yeah i actually have to look up the question of nightshade we all know nightshade well it's nightshade I don't know nightshade with knees yes yes yeah. but i don't know with knees i'd actually have to look that maybe up maybe it's acid anyhow it's not that simple but there's there's probably <laughs> of a it's not. yes but there's a cause <laughs> I'm sure there's a course Doctor Percy She doesn't Miller. say how old she is. No, That's she doesn't. Yeah.
1: But I, I can hear she's young at heart. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. I'm That's Kathy Kayla. This has been Diskem Medical Monday. Thank you so much for all of your questions. Thank you very much to my wonderful guest, Doctor Percy Miller. He's a neurosurgeon. He's, uh he's from the pain clinic at the adv- at the Centre for Advanced Medicine. And uh, I did say that I'd give out his number, but you're also welcome to look it up. But his number is zero double one. Four four zero nine five double nine. 9599 So, so uh, you can get in touch. We don't normally do that, but I can see from our, from our text line, we really hit a nerve this morning. Yes, I apologize. It's a very, very corny pun. Yeah. Anyhow, I will be back on your radio next week. Stay safe. Stay pain-free. Enjoy the warmer days while we have them. And uh, God bless.